The following podcast is part of the 6040 Network. Hello and welcome to Everything Small Business, your shortcut to start, build, manage and grow your small business. I'm Cherie. And I'm Spencer. And in today's episode, we're taking an in-depth look at how collaboration can be a powerful way for businesses to improve brand affinity, extend their customer reach and provide better services. By the end of this episode, you'll be able to proactively create your own growth opportunities through collaboration, as we believe lessons learned should be lessons shared. One thing that I was excited about in being able to start a new business from scratch was basically being able to implement all the the, the lessons that have been learned over the last 20 years. And I know we have like a lot of different sayings and things that we sort of say from time to time that sort of keeps us on track with, with, with where we're going. One I like is basically collaboration, not competition. So I really like that. So, you know, how can we work with others and not be competitors because I think there's enough work for everyone and everyone can be prosperous. Everyone can grow their their business. As an example, what I really like, I guess, about the collaboration and, and competition thing is we've actually kind of built that into the into the business and into the platform and in, into how we approach everything. Like collaboration, not competition, is certainly something that's been a foundation to the business that we've sort of started. And taking that shift in the mindset from being competitive to being more collaborative actually wasn't a harder leap as I thought it was going to be. In fact, it's opened up such greater uh, opportunity than I actually ever thought possible. And then now being able to reflect on our own clients' experiences and our own experiences, just seeing how having that different mindset really unleashes opportunity is phenomenal. And it's it's a changing set of eyes as to how you look at an asset that you've got in your business. And it truly does help you then release like the hidden assets that are sitting there that you might not ordinarily think is something that you could turn into, you know, something productive. So it's how you take or change something that might be an underperforming revenue line and turn it into something positive, or it might be unused space during certain periods of time where you can turn it into more like I guess greater income because I mean as you know like when you're starting in business really there's only three ways to grow business it's either increasing the profit that you make from each customer that comes through the door it's having a greater number of customers or it's selling more times per year to the same customers so collaboration to me is the opportunity to do pretty much those three things because first of all if you collaborate with somebody outside of who you normally work with, you're getting the opportunity to work with them to open your business up to their customers. If you and colla- vice versa. Absolutely. And if, if you collaborate well, you can then package the other person's services with your own to provide a better service to your own class, to your own client or customer. And in doing so, you're actually being able to run a ring or a fence around your clients because you can then provide more services to them than you could by just yourself but without the burden of having to bring all of these things in-house, which is basically part of the changing nature of work. You know, I mean, we speak about this quite a bit and that is where different types of work, like we 
we think for the future that perhaps the changing nature of work is going to be that you'll bring people on board for specific projects as and when you need them. And then once those projects are done and you've achieved your result, you're basically going to disband and then move on to the next project. And I think that's a wonderful way to work because you're being able to tap into the skills and talents of a whole group of different people to be able to achieve fantastic results for your clients. Definitely you're going to get a much better outcome when you bring on people that specialise in in whatever needs to be done for that specific program, uh, project, sorry, not program. Um, so like the gig economy. Um, I guess, yeah, so we've spoken about this before, but uh, like, like the, basically making a Hollywood movie, they'll bring, bring people together, that'll be the project, they'll work on the movie and then they disband afterwards and they'll go, you know, they go off and do their, their own thing after that. Um, just one uh, one example as well, like I know you said so like your your assets and things, but I guess your assets can also be your services, not just kind of like a product. Um, where in uh, another business where we do I do marketing, we do web design and things like that, um, I actually shared an office with another company that did exactly the same thing. Well, it was their office and, and I, I, I used a desk. And there was a couple of us in there that all had kind of similar skill sets. But it wasn't a competitive environment. It was more collaborative and definitely we'd come together on different projects to make sure that we, you know, could deliver a better outcome for the client. Um, so it's, I think it's definitely, it's a good mindset to, I guess it's, yeah, it's thinking about the client and the outcome rather than yourself, but in doing so you get a better result and, and it's better all around. Mm, totally. I mean, and just on that, I mean, there are a number of examples, but you do have to change your way of thinking in order to be able to really see these new opportunities in a different way. You know, I mean, obviously uh, through COVID, it caused people to um, pivot and to change the way that they might have approached doing business and to look at things differently in order to be able to, I guess, offset some of their fixed costs. And one of the ones that was a standout for us was basically cafes and restaurants sharing the same location. So one would open during the day and then close by around two or three and then the other one would open at night or a, um, you know, like a, a day cafe would open up as a kitchen for, say, supporting Uber Eats in the evening. Any way that they could use to just defray the costs of their fixed stuff, you know, just to stop those outgoings each and every week. Yeah, it's a great example. Like a, a kitchen's going to be sitting there doing nothing for 12 hours um, while someone's still paying for it, still still a cost. So they can share those costs and another business can just can start up. The reason that I like sort of things like this is it's it's people doing business with people. Like a lot of times you think, you know, particularly in the influencer space, it's big brands doing like business together. And that's not this. This is people doing business with people, um, smaller businesses coming together in order to produce greater end results. So, I mean, just on that, I mean, I know of a client as well and they were able to, they work in a, a fairly competitive sort of motor vehicle space and they work in a, a row of motor vehicle areas because basically the type of industry that it is, they can only work in certain areas because of the environmental registrations. And basically what they did was they thought outside of the box and they approached all of the other people that would traditionally be seen as competitors and asked them for the leads for the people that didn't choose to go with them or people who hadn't bought from them for over 12 months because the other places that they worked with in those streets serviced different models of vehicles. 
but people change vehicles all of the time. So they were able to share the leads between the two different places um, and then multiple new ones he brought on. And it just opened up their business to entirely new, uh, you know, form of customers without the traditional cost of customer acquisition. Yeah, that's an excellent example. But yeah, especially in automotive, because yeah, they will be, uh, they'll specialize in different brands. So it's better for the customer. The customer doesn't have to go around hunting for different garages and not knowing if they're any good. It builds that, um, uh, what's it called? Like the referral kind of network, I guess, between them to mm. do that. And I mean, collaborations probably, I mean, it's customer action, but it is about referral. It's building a trust-based network of people that you can confidently reach out to and say, hey, I'm, I'm comfortable to send my clients who trust me to that person and know that they're going to get a good result. So anyone that might be listening that would like to try a collaborative approach in their business, is there any specific way they should go about it or is it just a case of first changing the mindset that they'd be open to that way of doing business and not looking at people as competitors, I guess, because there is that kind of element where they might have to approach someone and, and start a discussion? Um, and it, or, yeah, I guess, is there any sort of a way to approach it that would be good? I mean, I can't speak for everybody that might be listening, but I mean, one of my experiences has been always being clear about what I guess the ground rules are. Yeah. Um, knowing if there's an expectation of something in return. So if it's referral, is this just a like a gratis, you give me, I'll give you type of thing like swings and roundabouts, or is it something that's actually a bit more formalized, which are now sort of, I guess, recognized as affiliate arrangements? or, you know, monetary-based referral agreements. So is is that in play? If so, what are the conditions of that? I think it's just having some a clear understanding. You know? A framework around an, an agreement or a, a, yeah, a way to negotiate that clearly. Absolutely. And if you want to talk money, talk money and yeah. get it out of the way up front because people don't touch that because they think it's the hard part and deal with all the nice little fluffy stuff. But the reality is, is most agreements will fall well, apart the, over the money. That's right. That's the... The deal breaker there so you may as well work out if there's a deal before you have to break it so absolutely hit that up front totally and I, I think that it is really like if there's been one major benefit out of COVID it's actually been sort of I guess supporting people to think outside of the box to really challenge themselves how to think about how they can maximize the use of their business assets and recognizing what are the things in their business that truly are assets for anyone listening if they were to approach someone looking for uh, opportunity with collaboration, is it something that they should look at a more strategic long-term view as opposed to, yeah, I'm not sure what, to a shorter-term view? To be honest, I think that there's probably a place for both. I mean, if you're looking at the strategy side, you'll have your big, hairy, audacious goal or your BHAG, right? So that's your, what's your big dream that you're likely, that you really want to get to. And once you've got that, you might identify that there's just things that you, you can't achieve that without actually having partners around you to get to that end goal. That then will be the driver for determining who it is that you're going to approach in order to come together to deliver that BHAG. And I guess one of the key things is that it's mutually beneficial for both It's got to be parties. a win-win. Win-win, yeah. Yeah, it has to be a win-win. Yeah, which is obviously in the spirit of collaboration. Absolutely. So... Where do you actually go looking then for collaboration opportunities? So if I identified a big goal, I would look for people in that space that would, I guess, complement the business, how it benefits them and how it benefits us. And then I guess that would form your pitch that you would then take to that business to 
to present a collaborative partnership. Where to find people that you could come up with collaborations with? I mean, you can obviously do it on your own. Um, that takes a lot of time and legwork. And if you're a small business owner, you just don't have that. So I guess for a small business that's uh, looking to find collaborative op opportunities, um, they, they can go out and do all the groundwork themselves, depending on how much time and resources they have or within their team. There's platforms available like Collaborasaurus, which do more traditional brand style um, partnerships. Uh, and then obviously you've got our, our platform, which while you could still do a traditional style of um, collaboration, there's also other opportunities which people can come together to, to collaborate yeah, as well. Exactly. Like um, marketing partnerships, um, distribution par partnerships, um, construction partnerships. I mean, there's so many different ways that you can approach this. Okay. So if you're listening to this and you're looking for collaborative opportunities, We'll pop a link to the 6040 platform in the show notes and you can jump on there and have a look. That's everything small business for today. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to stay up to date with our show, please subscribe or follow in your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. If you know someone who might enjoy this podcast, please share it with them or share it on your socials and tag us. Until next time, this is everything small business.